0: Now, let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Our scripture readings for today are from the New Revised Standard Version Bible, and we begin in Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried in their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. We continue our readings today with Ephesians chapter 3 verses 1 through 12. This is the reason that I, Paul, am a prisoner for Christ Jesus for the sake of you Gentiles. For surely you have already heard the commission of God's grace that was given me for you and how the mystery was made known to me by revelation. As I wrote above in a few words a reading of which will enable you to perceive my understanding of the mystery of Christ. In former generations this mystery was not made known to humankind as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit that is the gentiles have become fellow heirs members of the same body and sharers in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel of this gospel I have become a servant according to the gift of God's grace that was given to me that was given me by the working of his power although I am the very least of all the saints this grace was given to me to bring to the Gentiles the news of the boundless riches of Christ, and to make everyone see what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God, who created all things, so that through the church the wisdom of God and its rich variety might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose that he had carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord. In whom we have access in boldness and confidence through faith in him. Our last reading for today comes from Matthew chapter two verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem asking, "Where is the child who has been born, king of the Jews? For he observed his star in the east and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened in all Jerusalem with him, and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them, where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you Bethlehem in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying go and search diligently for the child and when you have found him bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king they set out and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen in the east until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house they saw the child with Mary his mother and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warmed in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I went in a few different directions before landing where I did this week. And a lot of it has to do with just how my life has been going these last few weeks. I had to pause to reflect on the importance of having people around to help and support you. I was reminded in this of the way that the story of the Epiphany plays out. Epiphany marks the end of the Christmas season, finishing out the 12 days of Christmas from Christmas to Epiphany when we celebrate the wise men, the magi, arriving. These magi show up both to honor and support this newborn king. And I've been thinking a lot about what support looks like. Because I have had nothing but trouble with vehicles from Christmas until now. On Christmas, the battery died in my van and I had to have help to be able to get everyone where they needed to go. And that help was there. On New Year's Eve, I hit a deer and needed help being able to still get to church and get the kids where they needed to be. I needed help to keep things going. And that help was there. And for me, it was a reminder of just how important it is that we have that kind of support in our lives. And I saw that in the story of the Epiphany and the readings that we have for today to go with it. In Isaiah, we hear about support from God and that it also brings the nations together. Because when the Lord's glory appears, it is like a bright light in the darkness. Nations will come to the light, to the brightness of the dawn. They gather together and they come, bringing the abundance of the sea and the wealth of the nations. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. In Isaiah, we hear about that support coming to the people. That the people are seeking support and God delivers it as support from the Lord And the support of the nations. We hear an echo of this in Ephesians that Paul is a prisoner of Christ for the sake of the Gentiles. Paul talks about bringing the Gentiles the news of the boundless riches of Christ. We also hear about Paul dedicating himself to this cause so that people will know Christ and come to Christ to have the support they need. But it's Matthew that gives us our main reading for today. It is the familiar story of magi coming from the east, wise men seeking a newborn king. They go to pay the child homage, and they go and they offer gifts as signs of respect and support. They are warned in a dream not to return to Herod, and they leave by another road. And it made me think about, once again, all the important things that happen here. That the support that they offer would mean a great deal. And after this, the family flees, becoming refugees in the land of Egypt. And it's hard for me to separate those events because it's always that one follows the other. That they quickly leave their home behind to escape violence. But they have support to be able to make it happen. And I think it's one of the things that the church offers us. And I've talked about this before. And it is that support network, that we don't have to do things alone because of the fact that we have each other. This story and our other readings remind me of the unity that comes from being able to support each other in Christ. Paul wasn't called to serve Christ in isolation. Paul reaches out to bring Christ to everyone he can by writing letters, visiting churches, and doing all that he can to share God's love and God's message. That when Isaiah writes, it isn't about Israel standing alone in isolation. It isn't about Israel hiding. It is about nations coming together in God's glory. And all these things come together for me in this culmination of understanding that when we join together in whatever way that we do, that we don't just join together in worship, but we join together to live. And our lives become entwined. So we help each other. We do what we can to serve one another, to grow together, and to share God's love with each other. And we do this by going beyond our own community. Last week we talked about how this is the perfect time to be able to do all the things that Christ has called us to do. To clothe the naked and feed the hungry. That there are so many issues facing people that there is always going to be more that we could be doing. But I'm also reminded that if we don't have our own support network here, when we hit roadblocks, it can become apparent that we are not equipped to be able to go out into the world. And I was reminded of that in these last couple of weeks because of the fact that all it took were a few hiccups. And my schedule was completely destroyed. And that was just in problems of transportation. Now, it could have been even worse if I didn't have any kind of support network there at all. And it pains my heart to think about the people who don't have that kind of support network in place. Because I can be thankful that I have the friends and family that I do. But it makes me hurt for those who do not. And I hear the call that Christ makes. And it makes me realize how much more we need to be each other's support network. And the support network for our communities. And that as we strengthen our support for each other here, that as we help those who are with us as part of the church... It strengthens us to go out and offer ourselves to be that network for others. That we go in the name of Christ to say, I can be there for you if you need me. And you know what? It may not be right away. And sometimes people get upset because it seems like some people only want something to do with the church when they're in need. And my question there is, how much did we reach out to be a friend before that point in time? And why should we discourage somebody That has finally found a reason to turn to the church. And I think it's important because we have to be that support network for each other. And we have to be willing to do it for those who are not yet part of the church. Because we strengthen and support our communities in doing this. And we have to be there because it's the way that we invite people to share in our love of Christ. It's how we share God's great love. We invite people to be the body of Christ by sharing together as a community. But we show people that by being the community that they need. Not by insisting that they come and play a part, but by insisting that we can be the support network that they may be lacking. That we can fill a role because of our love, because of our Savior that because God cares, we can care, and because we care, we can be there for others. And because of our love, others will want to do the same. For me, that's one of the most important ways that we bear witness to the impact that Christ has made in our lives, that we carry the miracle of Christmas forward by sharing the love of Christ with those in need, proclaiming that because of our Emmanuel, our God with us, We can be there for anyone. That we can support each other. That we can help each other. That we can do everything that needs to be done in God's name because of the love that fills our hearts. Because of everything that has been done for us, we can't help but to give. Not because we expect something in return. Not because of a reward, but because of the love overflowing in our hearts that we want others to share. And so I think about those magi and their gifts Offering support to a family that didn't know they were in need yet. And how grateful they must have been when they realized that need. And I pray that that's who we can be now. A people who goes forth in the name of Christ to share their support. To share our love. That we may be a support network for those who don't know where their help will come from. So that they may know that God is with them as well. So let us always act with the love of Christ in our hearts and let us keep Christmas with us all the year round. Amen.